0: G'day everyone, Dylan from Newsfighters here, and just a quick shout out to say, I need your help to keep Newsfighters going. It's a very expensive show to make, both in terms of the uh, hard drive and computer running costs, but also in terms of the sheer intensive number of hours that go into handcrafting all the wacky clips every episode. So if you can support the show, please jump on our Patreon at patreon.com newsfighters. For as little as $6 a month, you can get early ad-free episodes and bonus episodes. Episodes. However, to really secure the show's future, I need to find major sponsors. I have three slots for $300 a month major sponsors who get shout outs on the show. So if you're a brand, company or philanthropic organization, jump on our Patreon at patreon.com slash newsfighters and grab one of those $300 a month slots so newsfighters can keep going or drop me a line at sponsors at newsfighters.com. Thanks for all your support. Newsfighters, Australia's funniest news comedy show. You're listening to the SansPants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. This
1: is Newsfighters. News, so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan.
0: Yes, hello, fighters. Welcome to episode 110 of Newsfighters for Friday, the 26th of August, 2022. Newsfighters, breakfast served different. I'm your host, Dylan Bain, the David Hurley of news comedy. Yes, after three months, we're back. And I'm not the only one returning in a cloud of scandal. A new book on how
2: Australia was governed through the pandemic has revealed Scott Morrison had himself secretly sworn in as health and finance minister. In all, he secretly appointed himself to five ministries between March 2020 and May 2021. In the shadow of the pandemic, Scott Morrison silently built a one-man cabinet. I
0: mean, I can't believe Scott Morrison could silently build build anything. He couldn't even hammer a nail into a chicken coop without having his official photographer there to post the photos on Instagram. The media's had an absolute field day with this, no doubt, because let's face it, our new Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, has been Pretty boring so far. Come on, Albo, start a feud with the leader of Liechtenstein. Abolish ambulances, fire Penny Wong, evict some landlords. For the love of God, do something interesting for once. Personally, my favourite take on the uh, ScoMo job scandal was Channel 9's spooky-sounding angle. Scott Morrison, Minister of Secrets. Now, if you haven't managed to uh, keep up with all the uh, promotions Scott Morrison secretly gave himself... Here's a quick rundown.
2: The first appointment letter for Scott Morrison to administer the Department of Health was signed by the Governor-General on the 14th of March 2020. By the end of that month, he had added power over finance. In April 2021 came industry, science, energy and resources. And then, on the 6th of May that year,
0: Home Affairs and Treasury. Yes, proving Scott Morrison treats seizing portfolios the same way we all treat Overindulging at Christmas lunch Oh, I couldn't possibly go back for seconds or oh, maybe maybe just another little morsel as a treat. I'll I'll go on, another one. Oh, okay, just a, just a little bit more, another one. Oh, I couldn't possibly. So let's recap how this all played out, shall we? Well, the revelations were first revealed in a book extract published in The Weekend Australian, The Weekend Before Last and at first Scott Morrison remained completely silent after the story broke but then on Monday responded with a quick text message to one of his Murdoch mates.
2: Scott Morrison's only response today
0: was a text message to a sky journalist saying quote since leaving the job i haven't engaged in any day-to-day politics yes that's right scott morrison has completely disengaged from day-to-day politics so let me just load up wikipedia here and check what his current job is that's right it's politician and he's currently earning 200k a year as a backbencher imagine if your car mechanic was like oh i don't keep up to date with r- repairing cars since i was a demoted from head mechanic Come on, ScoMo, get with the program. And when texting mates wasn't enough to get the media off his back, the following day, Scott Morrison decided to go on Ben Fordham's friendly 2GB radio show. And he had some problems remembering things.
2: Today, the former Prime Minister was asked if he'd been sworn into any more than three portfolios.
1: We can just be clear. Are there any other portfolios that you assumed any control over? Not to my recollection, Ben. I'm I'm, I'm pursuing that, but not to my recollection. There were a number that were considered at the time for safeguard reasons, but I don't recall any others being actioned.
0: Wow, this guy's got such a bad memory. Remind me not to ask him to, like water my plants or feed my cat if I go on holidays because you and I know he'd either completely forget and claimed he hadn't, or he'd say he didn't do it and he'd actually do it 10 times a day and then you'd come home to a flooded house, an obese cat, and somehow the deed of your house had been changed to make Scott Morrison the new co-owner. Yes, it turns out that Scott Morrison was so damn busy appointing himself to multiple ministers' jobs that he completely forgot to tell some of the ministers themselves. As far as we know, these appointments were never revoked. Even more extraordinary, these appointments were kept secret.
2: Keeping three of them in the dark. Matthias Corman, Karen Andrews, even close friend Josh Frydenberg. He only
0: found out today telling former colleagues he's angry and disappointed. Yes, that's right. Scott Morrison basically stole his deputy's job without telling him. And you know what makes that even creepier? They were bloody lockdown flatmates at the time. The former treasurer
1: was living with Scott Morrison in the lodge at the time. Seemingly cosy companions.
0: We popped the 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 spaghetti bolognese or last night it was the schnitzel into the microwave and and then we sit down and have a good conversation geez and you thought that uh, irish backpacker who once stole your beer was the worst flatmate you've ever had Think about how bad Scott Morrison would be as a flatmate. The stinky undercooked chicken curries, the unfinished chicken coop, the daggy ukulele playing, hogging the TV every weekend to watch the footy, and, you know, worst of all, seizing your job without asking. I mean, Jesus, doesn't Scott Morrison know flatmate etiquette? If you take anything that's your flatmate's, no matter how small, doesn't matter if it's a packet of noodles or a jar of pasta sauce, you bloody well ask first! especially if it's the Treasury portfolio of Australia. And his justification for never telling them, eh, wasn't really necessary. I didn't disclose it to them because I didn't think it was in the interest of the best
1: operations of the government during a crisis. (laughs) The fact that ministers were unaware of these things is
0: actually proof of my lack of interference or intervention in any of their activities. Yeah, ScoMo's like, sure, I took their jobs, but I never did their jobs. It's a bit like a bank robber saying, sure, I robbed the bank, but the fact I never spent the money proves I never needed the money all along. Innocent, Your Honour. Yes, that last clip there was from Scott Morrison's big hour-long press conference last Wednesday, and didn't it feel just like a ageing rock star's comeback TV special? Yes, he came out swinging with all the classic hits you love from yestermonth. We got the lies, we got the denials, we got the blame-shifting, the obfuscation, and who could forget the endless quarrelling with journalists?
2: Why did you deceive the Australian public and your treasurer and finance minister about? It?
1: Well, I don't share that view. I mean, I accept that you may not accept my explanation, and I accept that there may be many out there who don't, but
0: I've given that explanation. That's your narrative and I don't accept it. Yes, and if there's one thing about a classic ScoMo press conference we remember, it's that you just can't look away. It's like like witnessing a car crash. Except if the driver himself was repeatedly crashing the car into a brick wall while shouting, it's not me, the car's doing it to itself. It's not my fault. I had to do it for the good of the country. The press conference wasn't all endless lies and denials, however. Morrison did come bearing some happy news. Uh, I'm no longer the Prime Minister. There is another Prime Minister. And don't we know it. (laughs) Thanks for the reminder, mate. The press conference had some classic Morrison contradiction at play. Uh, This was one of my favourite moments. I did not take over the Treasury portfolio. I did not take over the Home Affairs
1: portfolio. (laughs) I was not co-administering any of these departments. I, I, I was sworn, sworn in with authority oh, to take
0: decisions in a department if I believed that was necessary. Yeah, guys, just because I appointed myself co-head of a department doesn't mean I took over the department, doesn't mean I was in charge. Don't you media understand anything? So why these portfolios exactly? Well, turns out that's simple. Morrison just didn't like any ministers under him having any power of their own. Because in all the portfolios
1: that I sought to have these authorities put in place. They were portfolio areas where ministers could exercise unilateral decisions
0: without reference to cabinet. Yes, no surprise there that control freak Scott Morrison wouldn't allow anyone under Scott Morrison to make a decision independent of Scott Morrison that Scott Morrison might disagree with. Proving once again that Scott Morrison is all about consultative cabinet government, provided the entire cabinet is made up of Scott Morrison. This is scary stuff. And exactly how democracy disappears in other countries, it's slowly chipped out and eroded away by power, hungry, hungry egotists, until next thing you know, you're uncontrollably wailing in the streets at the news of the Supreme Leader's sudden death.
1: (laughs) Mm,
0: To be fair, that's also how Aussies reacted when they changed the pizza shapes recipe. Yes, but Morrison said he does actually respect Australia's democratic conventions. So long as the Democratic Convention is not divulging private conversations with his mate, the Governor-General. I'm no, simply I respecting not, well, a long-standing principle and convention that the Governor-General and the
1: Prime Minister have many conversations. <fat> now, you are we asking me to go that. into conversations between me and the Governor-General, which I'm not so going we to assume do. You did.
0: Yes, that's right. Divulging conversations with the Queen's representative in Australia. You've got to respect the Democratic Convention. Taking your mate's job without telling them, eh, not so much. And when it came to justifying these unprecedented power grabs, ScoMo was all like, well, I don't expect you to understand, dummy. As Prime Minister, only I could really understand
1: the weight of responsibility that was on my shoulders and and on no one else. And I can appreciate, Andrew, you mightn't understand it, Because you haven't been a Prime Minister
0: in the middle of the worst crisis since the Second World War. Yeah, you haven't been Prime Minister in a real crisis. I mean, I was Prime Minister when Scott Morrison was the Prime Minister. Now that was chaos. (laughs) Nobody knew who was in charge of what ministry. And then his other defence was, well, these powers were only for an emergency.
1: I believed it was a prudent and responsible action in the middle of a crisis to have these emergency powers in place. What were effectively emergency powers,
0: because I was only ever going to use them in an emergency emergency situation. Yes, Scott Morrison was only ever going to use these powers in a real emergency. Like, you know, his resources minister not agreeing with him on something. Scott Morrison
2: says he only used his secret powers once and admits it had nothing to do with the pandemic, scuttling an offshore gas project that was an electoral liability.
1: Overruling incumbent Keith Pitt, who supported the project. I don't regret that for a second. And I don't think anyone who went surfing um, off, the, off the New South Wales coast this week, um, up
0: around Newcastle or the central coast or off, off the uh, northern beaches... Would take any issue. Yes, that's right. Scott Morrison overruled his resources minister because somebody had to think of the surfers? I mean, this is how it all happens. We all remember how Julius Caesar became emperor for life by claiming it was for the good of the boogie boarders. It's in Suetonius somewhere. And then there was Morrison's other justification. He only did it because it was for the good of the country. I did
1: what I thought was necessary in the national
0: interest to ensure the government continued to perform well, which it did. Yes, that's right. It was in the national interest for Scott Morrison to be in charge of everything. And remind us again how well the country did under your leadership in the pandemic, SCOMO. As we saw in the second half of 2021, the east coast of Australia was effectively shut down because the country at that point wasn't vaccinated. And then he was like, yes, and I personally blame the health minister, finance minister, home affairs minister and resources minister at the time. Oh, oh, wait. And in the end, as usual, Morrison refused to believe he'd ever done anything wrong. What is the wash up of all of this? Did the prime minister use
1: any powers that were unlawful? No. Did the prime minister exercise any powers that intervene with the operations of any minister? No, except by the one circumstance, which we've been very clear about. There were no other circumstances.
0: Did the Prime Minister take any additional payment for any of these things? Of course not. Wow, Scott Morrison is so used to seizing people's jobs. He even took over the role of journalist asking questions at that press conference. Did the Prime Minister do the best job ever? Why, yes, he did. Thank you. So why would Scott Morrison do all this? Well, Sydney University constitutional law expert Anne Toomey told the ABC 730 an interesting opinion. They're all
2: ministers in the Ministry and the Cabinet and collectively they make decisions. So it's not the case that the Prime Minister has some kind of magic power that allows him to
0: override and exercise
2: statutory powers that are conferred on other ministers. Yes,
0: that's right. Scott Morrison wanted to have magic powers. This is turning into a Harry Potter ripoff, but instead Morrison wanted to be able to wave his magic wand and make politically difficult gas projects go away. Maybe Channel 9 was right. We, we are going to get ready for a new novel series called Scott Morrison, Minister of Secrets. And then at the end of all this, Scott Morrison forcefully declared he ain't going nowhere. A number of your colleagues have basically asked for you to resign. Will you resign over this? Well, of course not. These issues
1: don't relate to my um, role as the member for Cook, and I will continue
0: to serve the member as the member for Cooked for the people of Cook, Yeah, why should someone resign when they've been demoted? It's like, yeah, I admit I stole a million dollars from that orphanage, but I recently got demoted to junior executive vice president. Haven't I suffered enough? There have been some ramifications for Scott Morrison from this scandal, including the completely unthinkable. Sky News turned against him. But I do think today that Scott Morrison is not a
2: fit and proper person to sit in the Parliament. Former Prime Minister Scott Morrison has embarrassed, I'd say even devastated his party. I haven't seen a mess like this since Whitlam and Barnard gave themselves 27 portfolios. It's against the spirit of Cabinet Government, it's
0: against the letter of Cabinet Government, it's weird. This is why we need a National Royal Commission. Yeah, while well, we're at it, Sky News, how about an Integrity Commission? No? Not interested? Ah. Yes, that's right. After 15 years of Scott Morrison being on the front bench of the Liberal Party, Sky News has finally realised eh, something. Something not quite right with that guy. Lots of other Liberals were outraged, including the guy who he replaced, former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull. What, what's democracy about? I mean, fundamentally, we are we the people are entitled to know
2: Who is governing our country? We need to know who's the minister for this, who's the minister for that. And if, in fact, these things are all being done secretly, that's not a democracy. I mean, this is sinister stuff. This is secret
0: government. Yes, Mr. Secret Investments in the Cayman Islands is right. People deserve to know some things. Just quickly, my personal highlight of Turnbull's interview on 7.30 was this moment. You know him very well. You served with I him. I do, yeah. Yes, you got to love that defeatist tone from Turnbull there. Yeah, I knew him all right. Yeah, I know him well. Took my bloody job. And everyone else's, it turns out. What a scoundrel. Anyways, with all these revelations about Scott Morrison finally coming out, it gave our new Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, the opportunity to do something he relishes. Fighting with Tories. And, and didn't he do it eloquently? Let's
1: be very clear... Australians knew during the election campaign that I was running a shadow ministry. What they didn't know was that Scott Morrison was running a shadow government. A shadow government that was operating in the shadows. He told us he was a bulldozer. Turns out he was the world's first stealth bulldozer. The first rule of power grab club is don't talk about power grab club. And Scott Morrison broke that rule today.
0: So with the media and social media outrage reaching a fever pitch, Morrison reacted exactly the same way every increasingly irrelevant middle-aged white man does who's recently lost their job. He jumped on Facebook. While the rest of the nation debates the Scott Morrison ministry scandal, the former Prime Minister has seen the funny side. Mr Morrison sharing a number of
1: memes on his Facebook page last night, poking fun at all the furor. Last night he was trying to join in, photoshopping himself into various photos, including coach of the
0: Cronulla Sharks. Wow, he's worse at something than vaccine procurement. Those Photoshop skills are truly awful. And another revelation that's come out about Morrison since he uh, lost the top job in May—it's that uh, deep down, I think he only ever viewed the prime ministership as a stepping stone to a higher office. His former Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, chasing a high-profile job in rugby league. In the lead-up to Origin One, Scott Morrison was speaking to some power brokers in rugby league, and he made it quite clear to them that he would like to be part of the Australian Rugby League Commission. Yes, other Prime Ministers post office see a calling in things like international diplomacy like Kevin Rudd or education, advocacy and philanthropy like Julia Gillard, while ScoMo is like, nah, me want to watch the footy for free, yeah? Yeah. Go Sharkies! Speaking of which, Scott Morrison couldn't let his perhaps final ever press conference conclude without slipping in one final reference to his beloved. Or down the Sharkies, seeing them make the semi finals. All the best. Well, yes, and around the country, that was when we all got ScoMo press conference bingo. So, in conclusion, I end this podcast with one final request. Please. Join our Patreon. And also, can the National Rugby League hurry up and offer Scott Morrison a job, I don't know, counting paperclips or being a water boy or something, so he can get the hell out of our lives and we never have to listen to him do an hour-long press conference of blame-shifting lies and denials ever again? Yes, we all need to move on from Scott Morrison. I've had my fill forever of listening to a Prime Minister who prefers to talk about the footy than just about anything else. Now... What's Albo been talking about lately? It was a cracker of a game. Uh,
1: my beloved South Sydney team didn't quite get there. It was a great game last night. Congratulations to Queensland. It was an extraordinary game. I think a grand final where South Sydney played at Henson Park could do me.
0: God damn it Australia, you've done it again. G'day everyone, Dylan from News Fighters here and a quick shout out and thanks to all our patrons on Patreon who are helping cover our expenses to make the show. However, it's a very labour-intensive show and to keep the show going... I'm going to have to find some major sponsors. So if you're a brand, company, philanthropic, journalism foundation or the like, why not jump on our Patreon and support Australia's funniest news comedy podcast today. I have a limited three slots going for $300 a month for major sponsors that'll help cover the intensive labor costs that go into handcrafting this show every fortnight. So for more info, email sponsors at newsfighters.com or jump on our Patreon at patreon.com slash newsfighters. Newsfighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Alrighty, that's Newsfighters for today. Thanks for listening. We're back and we're trying to be fortnightly, but... Maybe expect some slight frequency and format tweaks as we try and figure out a way to make the show sustainably. Yes, it's uh, been a lot of fun and an absolute privilege uh, doing Newsfighters basically for free the last three and a half years. But uh, to keep the show going, I need your financial support. So please sign up to our Patreon if you enjoy the show at patreon.com slash newsfighters. For as little as $6 a month, you can get early ad-free episodes as well as uh, bonus episodes when they come out. And we actually need sponsors. To be able to do this show sustainably, I need to get some sponsors on board for, ideally, three sponsors for $300 a month. Or if they want to spend more than that and be the exclusive sponsor of the show, I'm looking at you, Burger Rings. I'm looking at you, Koala Mattresses. I'm looking at you, Saudi Arabia. Jump on our Patreon or email me at sponsors at newsfighters.com because I want to keep doing the show, but I can't keep doing it for free. The ad revenue brings in about $10 to $20 an episode, uh, and uh, you'll be surprised to learn that an average episode of Newsfighters like this one takes between uh, 15 and 30 hours work. So please support us financially. Tell your rich philanthropist media company friends to uh, support us, and uh, I would very much appreciate it. Or if you don't feel like supporting us on Patreon, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters, or the link in the show notes. And unfortunately, just a quick update, I did have to cancel our Apple Podcast subscription plan because the sheer amount of GST admin bureaucracy required to do it was just Absolutely not worth it. So uh, our Apple podcast subscribers, please, if you want the same content, jump on our Patreon. And if you download the Patreon app, you can listen to the bonus uh, episodes there. And as always, we've got a free newsletter uh, that comes out whenever we release new content that you can sign up to at newsfighters.com. And don't forget, hit follow and subscribe in your podcasting app of choice and Follow us and subscribe and hit like on YouTube at youtube.com slash newsfighters. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at newsfighterspod. And also we sporadically release uh, random different videos on our Twitter and our YouTube. So uh, there's extra bonus content on there. Anyways, it's great to be back. All those links are in the show notes. Uh, Hope to see you in a couple of weeks. Keep fighting and bye for now. This is Newsfighters, Where we fight the news so you don't have to.
1: I do, yeah.